We can't believe it either, listeners, but this episode of Highly Enthused is supported by something we are extremely enthused about, natural wine. More specifically, Australia's original natural wine retailer, Drinks. D-R-N-K-S dot com. No I in drinks. None. No vowels. No vowels. Order everything from small producer Adelaide Hill's Pet Nat to skinsy Friulian Radicon from the comfort of your phone and it'll be delivered straight into your open arms. Even better, if you live in Sydney, as we know many of you do, it'll be delivered that same day. Ready for your after-work wine. And for listeners of Highly Enthused, if you head to drnks.com and enter the code Highly Enthused at checkout, you will get 10% off whatever you order. Over 18s only, and please enjoy responsibly. Thank you very much to Drinks. Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Welcome back. It's another episode of your favourite podcast. Highly Enthused. Glad to be here. Enthusiastic as ever. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like we're like reporting for duty. Like, (laughs) here is our weekly report from the minds of enthusiasm. (laughs) Weather is good. Forecast variable. (laughs) How are you? All right. I've had a pretty big week. Drinking a red wine right now. Just made risotto. It helps. Mm -hmm. Risotto always helps. Yeah. It's the stirring. It's the stirring. We're going to talk more about my love of stirring later in this episode. But um, yeah, I'm excited and nervous and overwhelmed because I'm about to start a new job and I've been in my current job well at my current company for almost eight years that's like 50 years in non-millennial terms (laughs) I know right (laughs) I literally started when I was 23 oh my god who is 23 year old Sophie what was her life like it's a mystery I don't remember how great though to have somewhere that you've worked for so long that you've wanted to stay there for so long yeah I mean I'm pretty lucky but it's time for change moving into something new it's very exciting so exciting be terrified haven't done it for a while so yeah change talked about change in the last full episode there's lots of it at the moment i'm kind of obsessed with change <laughs> i know but you're an aries I'm and i'm welcoming change into my life at all times <laughs> so what are you up to how are you this week good i've just been traveling a lot for work far north coast which was really good really lovely Eat anything good while you're up there yes i've got something in my fast five from byron's lush hills which i'm excited to talk about and by the time this airs i will have gone to tokyo and i will come back because you are such a jet setter just like <laughs> just jetting around asia well we're going for my sister's 30th and there's eight of us and who knows what stories i'll bring back <laughs> from this trip eight of us in an airbnb it's gonna be fun in a du- Tokyo Airbnb as well. I know. Let's get into it. We've got an epic listener recommendation this week. Again, they're always so good. Thank you. We really appreciate them. Please keep sending them. So this is thanks to Jess via Instagram, and it is the We Are The Women exhibition, which is actually on tomorrow night at the Women and Girls Emergency Centre in Redfern in Sydney. If you're not in Sydney, it's actually all online as well, but it's an exhibition that 16 leading illustrators from Australia have come together to create bespoke pieces of artwork for that respond to the W-A-G-E-C, it's not an easy acronym, (laughs) Um, WAGEC WAGEC. (laughs) message of women supporting women. So it's an excellent cause. You can buy limited edition signed prints. I think there's only 15 of each by the likes of Georgia Perry, 
Ellen Porteus, Carla McRae, and more. And all money raised goes towards supporting women and children of all ages, ethnicities, sexualities, and abilities. This organization is incredible. They support around 200 women and children per night. It's really cool. And I mean, the artists, if you're into Australian art, this is like an amazing opportunity to get prints and it goes towards a really good cause. Amazing recommendation. That is the We Are The Women exhibition tomorrow, October 3rd at the Women and Girls Emergency Center in Redfern. Thank you for that, Jess. Excellent. All right. So let's get into these recommendations. You mentioned a Byron Bay Hills slush something or other. What did you eat this week? So it's a pumpkin bread recipe that is by Magdalena Rose. Well, she lives in Byron, right? Yeah. She basically is Byron (laughs) like these days. In body. She's married to one of the owners of the Three Blue Ducks cafes, Darren Robertson. You have to kind of go to one of the bulk stores to make this because it's gluten-free, it's dairy-free. Um, I mean, until you smother it in butter, but it is absolutely delicious. So it's kind of got, you know, nearly a whole kilo of buttoned up pumpkin, three eggs. It's got honey, macadamia oil. I just use olive oil because I'm like, I'm not fucking buying macadamia oil. Sorry. (laughs) There's a bridge too far. And that's the bridge. (laughs) Yeah. Heaps of spices like nutmeg, cinnamon. So the bulk of it is almond meal and coconut flour. I had baked with coconut flour before, but it was really tasty. Heaps of chopped nuts like pecans. There's chia seeds, sunflower seeds, and then you kind of sprinkle the whole thing in hemp seeds Mm. which i hadn't tried before it was so good so you bake it for ages i think because it's got so dense (laughs) ingredients about an hour and a half so it's in there for ages i know that's like a slow roast length like are you braising this bread (laughs) (laughs) rose braised bread braised bread yeah no that's gross sorry guys even though you cook it for ages it's so moist and eggy it was almost Mm. like custardy because it's got three whole eggs in it well i guess as well it's the pumpkin it's got that like Mm. really rich thick kind of custardy texture when it's cooked baked down or cooked yeah so you shred the pumpkin Mm. so it's kind of like this carrot cakey kind of thing i took it to the office because like there is no way i can eat this like brick of bread all by myself And Set yourself a challenge. I reckon you could have done it. <laughs> and the gals in the office were toasting it and putting tahini on it, and that was really good. Oh. Magdalena recommends it with banana and ricotta. Where is my piece of this cake? Well, a little, because it was so good. No, but I'll make it again. It and bring it for me. <laughs> this is torture. But it's a really, really good recipe, and I'm definitely making it again. It's a nice, healthy breakfast. Get into it. What about you? What are you eating? So mine is also a recipe. Nigel Slater's lentil ragu with creme fraiche. A really good friend of mine is going through a pretty shitty situation at the moment. And it turns out, no surprise, I self-soothe via cooking. (laughs) And I'm also a feeder. (laughs) If you're having a hard time, I will make you some food. One thing I've missed about like not eating or cooking as much meat is I really miss making like a ragu or a bolognese. There's just something so satisfying about that process. You know, I like the fact there's lots of chopping and you have to like slowly add things into the pan and like caramelize the onions and build the sofrito and put flavors in. And then I really love that process. It's so meditative for me and really soothing. It like calms me down because you have to focus on it. As soon as I heard this news, I literally like got off the bus, went into the grocery store, bought all the ingredients to make this like complex thing. Also a packet of corn chips, my ultimate comfort food, ate (laughs) half of that, cooked this recipe, but it's really delicious. So it's quite hearty, but it's got sort of this freshness to it as well. And it's not as heavy as if you were making this with a bolognese. So it's got thyme and carrots and garlic and shallots as the sofrito and I also honestly I had this bulb of fennel that was kind of wilting in the crisper so I diced that up and threw that in too um, and it gives us this really warming earthiness and then you actually cook the French green lentils or poi lentils in water that you've steeped 
porcini mushrooms in Yum. for like 10 minutes. So it's kind of a stock. You make this kind of quick stock. And then you cook those for like 25 minutes and then you tip all of that into the pot with the carrots and the, the sofrito. Mix that up, blend half of it with a stick blender, and then mm. you mix in creme fraiche, balsamic vinegar, which sort of brighten it all up. And then he has you make like a basil oil that you drape your pasta in and then put this on top. I was not going to do that. That was my limit. <laughs> I'd already satisfied my cooking urge, but I just, again, I had some chives in the crisper that I needed to use up. So I just chopped that up and put that on top. You no basil oil, no macadamia oil on this podcast. We have limits. <laughs> We're all about doing as much as you feel like and no further. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was just really delicious. I sort of cooked up a batch, cooked up some rigatoni, put it in a Tupperware and gave it to her. But I reckon you could put it over polenta or even just with toast. Mm. Like put another dollop of creme fraiche on it, toast. Or like stuff it into a pepper or something. Yeah, it was just so hearty and it hit all the same notes as like bolognese or ragu would. And it was just as satisfying as that would have been. Even the texture kind of mimics it. So it was really delicious. And I just love Nigel Slater. His recipes are like friends. You read them, they're just just as soothing as you want the cooking experience to be. Yeah, he's like, don't worry about it. Just do this. Just like stir it this way or like don't. Who cares? (laughs) And the way he writes them makes me never feel bad if I do go, I'm going to throw fennel in. Fuck the basil oil. We're doing chives. Like he'd be like, go for it. Like delicious. Well done. It's just a very comforting recipe writer. I think Mm, I Um, love his cookbooks. What have you read, watched or listened to this week? Somo. So I just gobbled up Tavi Gevinson's essay on the cut this week, which is entitled who would Tavi Gevinson be without Instagram? Well, as soon as I saw you put this in, I then had to go and read it. So I want to hear your take on this. I just love Tavi. I mean, she is exceptionally smart so if you don't know her she started fashion blog when she was 11 yeah yeah, in her small town bedroom in the states and slowly or not so slowly built a big following got invited to fashion week before bloggers and influencers were a thing um when she was like 14 i remember reading about her because it was in the heyday of blogs and everyone was terrified of blogs little did they know yeah instagram was coming (laughs) and so she then has built a massive presence for herself started an online publication and series of books called Rookie. Rookie magazine was one of my favorite places Mm. on the internet, even though I was probably five years too old for it. It was Mm. so brilliant. Yeah. A real champion of of female, the female voice and creativity. She took young people seriously. Like that a lot of people discount teenagers, teenage girls in particular, but obviously she was coming from a position of being a peer, but she was so intelligent that she became this incredible articulate ambassador for that whole cohort. Like she took them seriously. She took their interests seriously. She thought they deserved a space that took them as seriously as they took themselves. She is actually an actress. She's in the theater in New York now and a writer still and has lived the majority of her adolescence and early adulthood on the internet and this essay just dove into that psyche of of that presence of constant self-performance and self-curation and self-sale like Mm. you are selling your image constantly because when you're young and you live in a small town and you love fashion you want to be at the fashion shows you want to do all this thing you're building an audience for yourself and then this platform has followed her through every stage of Mm. her career and and her life and she writes just super deeply and honestly I just think she's one of the most self-aware people I've ever read She's so self-critical. She speaks about imagery not being throwaway imagery. Everything is absolutely highly styled and curated. Even if something seems flippant, 
It's not. Nothing is flippant on Instagram. She hates what this platform is and that she can be so stuck in it and the vacuum of anxiety that it really creates and then the amazing platform that it is to jumpstart a career and to build a name out of nothing. To (laughs) connect and to find things. Exactly. She's so aware of the power of it and the opportunity that lies in it and it's just this struggle of needing it but not needing it but secretly wanting it but hating it and... I think all of us really feel feel that a lot of the time. I yeah, the whole thing's fascinating. Definitely makes you go like, do I need the app on my phone? <laughs> do I need to keep it? One other thing in this article is the actual movement of scrolling. She's like, I've mm. scrolled with the thought in my mind that the answer to my problems is at the bottom of the scroll, like mm. that everything is going to feel better once I get to the bottom of something and there yeah. is no bottom. Yeah. It's an endless scroll and that feeling I was just like, fuck, I do that all the time. Like, yeah what is there is nothing there like and actually the crux of that was that until something pisses me off so much or hurts me so much that I have to leave yeah so it's never a positive end really you're not like that was satisfying I'm logging off now you're like oh god I hate myself I'm getting it I'm getting off this like I know that feeling and oh, this is too real it's this too is like real therapy during a podcast yeah but you know we lo- we lo- I love Instagram like we use it as a constant source of inspiration mm. recipes art for I have books great really intense conversations with people I've met through Instagram yeah. all the time and it's glorious and it feels weirdly like a private room because it's like a hidden feature or something I don't know I just love chatting on Instagram same post partially because it's really annoying and you have to go in and check because like I don't have notifications turned on mm. anyway it's just like feels like a secret room to have a conversation the hack is turning his notifications off like yeah just turn them all off just none of that yeah anyway <laughs> we digress what have you been reading or watching or listening to change of pace for me I'm talking about a television show yay so this has been out for a while it is Shrill which aired originally earlier this year on Hulu in the States I believe so it follows this young journalist named Annie who is played by the fucking amazing A.D. Bryant Mm, just like so funny and charismatic and charming Um, and she's so she's this young journalist I think it's set maybe It's in Portland. I think it's set in like maybe 2011, 2012. It's based on a book by Lindy West, who's an amazing journalist. And I think it's it's her memoir. And so she's a plus size woman. Um, She lives in Portland. She has the best housemate in the world. (laughs) This African-American queer hairdresser who is fucking hilarious. Um, And it's basically like a coming of age story. It's about how she learns about the body positivity movement she starts kind of taking risks at work and publishing she publishes this article about body acceptance there's this incredible scene where she goes to this body positive pool party I was like I think it might be like the fat babes pool party and there's another scene where she confronts a troll like it's just really charming and the episodes are quite quick and I think there's only like six episodes in season one I literally just lay down I was like I'm just gonna watch an episode I watched all six in one go I like don't watch tv and then I watch all of one tv show and then I don't do it again for like five (laughs) months that's how I do it but I just found it it's really lovely and it tackles some sort of serious issues but it does it with a lot of kindness and compassion and it takes the characters really seriously and it's very like it's kind to the characters but it's also really funny I've heard um, a lot about it. I can't wait to watch that. I've been waiting for yeah. it to become available here because, yeah. SBS often, if you're in Australia, SBS often gets these shows like Handmaid Tale. Like it gets these shows that you kind of hear about and then you don't know where to find them and then mm. SBS will often have them. So that's shrill. You can watch that, as I said, if you're in Australia, you can watch that on SBS On Demand. Definitely getting on to that next. What have you bought this week? Well, the tie-dye train has hit in full force. <laughs> 
And there's no slowing down, my friends. You're just going to be head to do tie-dye next time I see you. A hat. You need a bucket hat. A tie-dye bucket hat. I have a bucket hat. It's not tie-dye. I I know. I said that to Nikki. I was like, can I wear this tie-dye skirt and this tie-dye top that are different tie-dyes? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. You're... Yeah, I reckon you can. This is the world we live in, my friends. <laughs> but it is my favorite new clothing item. It's from that cult brand based in New York, started by two Australian designers called Realization Pa. I can guarantee you at least you or one of your friends owns at least one item by this brand. Well, they probably own the Naomi skirt in the leopard print because yeah. literally every third girl has that skirt, including me. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just really flattering and cool, okay? Stop judging. Uh, and I honestly, everything this brand makes, when you put it on, you feel sexy and feminine and cool. And I just love it. Everything I've bought, I've absolutely loved and worn a million times. Yeah, I've raided your wardrobe and borrowed things. Yeah, they're just little slips and lightwear silk pieces with kind of little ruches and tucks and ties, but nothing too fiddly or annoying. And they just make bodies look good. Yeah, like, they know how to cut a dress and a skirt. Like, they, they know oh, how to get it to drape perfectly. Seriously. But this skirt, it's the Naomi skirt in Karma, which is kind of like a purple and white tie-dye. Great with a sweater. Great with a white t-shirt. And sneakers. Like, it's pretty chill. Yeah. But I also think you can dress it up a bit as well. I mean, it is silk, so yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's just the most flattering cut. It's got elastic waist, which sits at the belly button, and then just drops down to the mid-calf and hugs and flares. You know that shape that hugs and flares? Cut on the bias, as my mother seamstress would say. (laughs) Yeah. It's that classic 90s-style slip skirt, and I am just obsessed with it. And apparently there is a Facebook group dedicated to buying and swapping or selling Realization Bar. I'm clicking on that link so fast. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll put the link to the group in our newsletter, which is highlyenthused.substack.com. I have just asked to be accepted. I'm not even in it yet. Um, I'm like logging. I haven't logged into Facebook in a while. I'm logging in just to get into this group. But when I'm there, mark my words. <laughs> just all you'll be wearing for the rest of the year. Yeah. So it's pretty good. The Naomi skirt in Karma. What about you? What have you bought? This might be cheating a little bit because what I have purchased is both a book and an excuse to talk about food, which is it's what... It's like the perfect combination. <laughs> which is what I normally spend the first half of the episode talking about. But I just ordered Mira Soto's new cookbook, East. So I haven't read anything by Mira Soto Oh my before. God. She is a goddamn genius. So she's a British. Her family background is... Indian but from Uganda so there was a big Indian population in Uganda but they were all expelled I think in the 70s or 80s a dictator expelled them a lot of them moved to the UK so that's her family background her first two books I also have they are called Fresh India and Made in India so they're both Indian food focused the first one Made in India has meat dishes in it as well as vegetarian ones but Fresh is entirely vegetarian recipes Mm. and her new book East is also entirely vegetarian or vegan so like I said the first two ones are mostly or uh, Indian food, sometimes with like using British or European produce, so kind of a slight fusion there, I guess, but quite traditional. But this new book is a sort of pan-Asian is, I guess, the phrase you would use, yep. but looks broader than India um, and grew, I think, initially out of her column that she has in The Guardian, which is called The New Vegan. 
So if you want to try some of her recipes without jumping all into a book, I can really recommend checking her out on The Guardian. They also ran an extract from her new cookbook, which I will include a link to. So some of the recipes she's got in there are things like celery and peanut wontons with chili soy sauce Mm. or a summer pilaf with tomato, coconut and cashews. But the first thing, I haven't cooked it yet, but I really want to cook it, is this aubergine or eggplant as we call it here lab with sticky rice and shallot and peanut salad all the peanuts in these are making me want to eat them. i know i just want to like it's like a hack it's like yeah just put peanuts in it. it'll taste it's good for vegetarians everything well nuts are tend, tend to be the key for vegans and vegetarians there's also a recipe that i think you might like which is kimchi pancakes with spinach salad yeah i actually made kimchi pancakes I always know a Sophie McCormick recipe (laughs) when I see it. Um, And recipes for desserts like salted miso brownies Mm. that look insanely good. They're some of the best written recipes, the most fail-safe recipes I've ever cooked from. Because I think Indian food can be quite intimidating. You see like a long list of spices and ingredients and there's hard things that you can't find at your grocery store. It's just really intimidating. Her use of spicing is bordering on genius because you'll read the list and you're like, oh, it's just like cumin, coriander, turmeric, and maybe like one thing like fenugreek seeds or maybe she'll put paprika in and then some mustard seeds and you're like that surely that can't be it like there must be something missing and then you cook it and something about the herbay she balances her flavors and combines it with other ingredients it just is the most delicious indian food i've ever cooked at home mm. she's just it sheer genius tied, these these well so these recipes are because she when she started cooking and the, the article that we'll link to is a really great intro where she she isn't vegan. She's not even vegetarian, though she's consciously trying to eat way more plant-based foods for a variety of health and um, environmental reasons. And so much like how Odalingi was asked to do the new vegetarian, and he wasn't vegetarian, she's been asked to write the new vegan, but she's got the full, sort of same palate and needs as someone who's an omnivore. So how can you make vegan food that's more appealing to people who aren't necessarily going to identify as a vegan and so she said when she started doing that she just had a kid and she started just had to broaden she couldn't just cook Indian food she had to really broaden her range of inspiration and she just kind of looked to all the way through Asia and she, she cooks non-Asian style foods as well like there's a whole variety of stuff in there she's not wedded to any one type mm, of cuisine that's great she's just wedded to good flavor and she said one thing that a lot of older style vegan food didn't get was texture she's like texture is so important to food to oh, taste yeah. good and be appealing you know you want to have a variety of colors you want that so that balance of creamy and, and earthy and spicy and fresh and zingy and all of that so I trust her with my life I will cook any recipe that I see of hers I've, I've been living off this other recipe she did which is like a courgette or zucchini and chickpea dal which just has like mustard seeds and fenugreek and somehow it like takes 20 minutes to cook less than 20 minutes and it's so delicious she's a genius so I'm Really excited to just cook my way through that book this summer. How have you not mentioned um, this until now? <laughs> I know. It's been on my list to talk about, but I was like, I'll get there. I'll get there one day. I just need to give her the like full due that she's worth. So that is East by Mira Soda. We will obviously include a link to that. We'll include a link to the Guardian article that has an extract so you can sample some of them. Check out her column in the Guardian, The New Vegan. They don't have a paywall, but I've started supporting them as well as the New York Times because honestly, their food content is so good and they also support their journalism but yes. um highly recommend doing that and that's that's what i bought this week well thank you for that we are going to take a quick break back in a second this episode is also supported by yuli's brews 
Yuli's is an independent brewery in Alexandria making beers with personality. My personal favourite beer to drink in the bath and the park is the Dolly Aldrin Berliner Weiss, a puckering sour ale infused with seasonal fruit depending on the time of year. Yuli's Sea Bass Unfiltered Mediterranean Lager is my personal beer of choice, but that could just be the handsome bearded sailor illustrated on the front because I do love a beard. Aside from delicious intriguing beers, Yuli's has an awesome all vegan menu at their brewery, hosts live music markets and other fun things because they are overachievers. Hit yuliesbrews.com.au to purchase a taste and to find out more and please enjoy responsibly. Thank you very much to Yulies. And we're back. <laughs> what time is it, Sophie? <laughs> it's time for the fast five. Sophie says she wants to sing a lot more in our podcast, so yeah, I'm just going to start making all these <laughs> songs. I can't believe, yeah, I'm going to practice them, but I think I just need to let loose and be freer. My first recommendation for Fast Five is an incredible shop, which I have visited like every time I've gone down to the Southern Highlands, which is like every couple of months. It's called Shop Honey. I actually think it's just called Honey, but her Instagram handle is Shop Honey, so I just call it that. And it's run by this gorgeous girl called Tamara. It's in Mossvale, which is a really sweet town in near Barrel, like 15 minutes out of Barrel in New South Wales. But they also have a great online store. And she just has this really cool collection of clothing, really like chilled layback labels that you'd almost expect to see in a store on the coast, like down in Thoreau or somewhere mm. like that. I bought this great dusty colored blouse with these really cool like bell sleeves. You do love a big sleeve. I would do anything for a big bell sleeve. <laughs> you would marry a big sleeve. <laughs> She's got some great vintage homewares, pink collection of teacups which I like had to cut off my own arm to stop me from buying them <laughs> you can buy a teacup why'd you stop yourself no there was six teacups oh, like okay. a whole set you, you had to six. buy the whole thing I got a vintage black single button blazer there for $25 it's a bargain in it's like, any what place the hell? and I hear rumors or she's told me that she's turning the second wing of the shop into a little cafe with Moonacres donuts the best, the best donuts so good so if you're in Mossvale or you're just on Instagram check them out shop honey the second one is a vermouth because I can't have an episode of Highly Enthused without some esoteric booze. <laughs> we do love weird booze. And it's the Unico Zello Yuzu Vermouth. That's like two of your favorite things, vermouth and Yuzu. I know. <laughs> Unico Zello is a really cool winery run by Brendan and Laura Carter in South Australia. And this product is a kind of experiment for them, I think. So vermouth is essentially a fortified wine. Uh, a lot of vermouths are quite like sticky and sweet, but this is really in the style of, of a light wine, an aperitif, I guess. So it's a Nebbiolo that they've mixed with fresh yuzu juice, and it's just so good over ice with a slice of orange, like I say, to drink everything <laughs> and soda. <laughs> it's really delicious. You can get it at unicozello.com.au. Okay, well, I'm finally at my Byron Bay recommendation. This is a natural wine bar that's pretty new in Byron Bay. They're about six months old. They're called Supernatural Cellars. You may have seen their naked photos on Instagram. They're uh, kind of like what? posing with wine bottles completely in the buff. Fabulous. Which is pretty awesome. It's very Byron Bay. The food was delicious. It's super small. I don't think there's really anything like this in Byron, which has kind of got a bit full on recently. This mm. is actually a really Sydney style or Melbourne style venue in that very fun beach town. So if you're up that way, check them out. If you want some like winemaker butts to look at, <laughs> check got your them. Instagram. <laughs> 
The next thing on my list is a toothbrush recommendation on my quest to delete my life of plastic, which I'm really like, I feel like I'm ticking some things off. Yeah. Um, done the soap. It's like every week there's a new thing you've replaced. <laughs> I'm like, I'm replacing my clothes. So every toothbrush you have ever used is still on this planet. Like, I know, but so is every coffee lid we've ever used, every like plastic bag we've ever used. Well, yeah, the plastic bags are gone. The no, straws are gone. They're in the ocean, Sophie. <laughs> they're in the Arctic permafrost. I mean, That's where they are. I mean, they're gone for my daily use. Okay. They're not in my rotation. They're not in Sophie's rotation anymore. Anyway, I just wanted to get rid of the plastic toothbrushes. Like, you know, you use a few a year. I don't yeah. want to say how many because... I don't know what the standard is. dentist might be listening. Yeah. Uh, But this is a brand called Big Little Brushes and they're made of bamboo and they're just really like minimalist and chill and they're made from, they're not dyed or anything. They're just like natural bamboo and profits are used to help fund primary health programs in remote indigenous communities in Australia. Oh, that's great. I need to buy a new toothbrush and that's where I'm going to get my next one. Well, yeah, you can just buy a pack of four online and they just arrive. And that'll last me however long they're supposed to last me. (laughs) Let's not let ourselves be judged. <laughs> Tell us how long you use your toothbrush for, listeners. <laughs> Tell us. Uh, and the fifth recommendation on my Fast Five is an exhibition, the Then Exhibition at White Rabbit Gallery, which is a contemporary Chinese art gallery in Chippendale in Sydney. This is really cool because it celebrates the past decade of exhibitions since the gallery opened and the work that the founder, Judith Nielsen, has in her private collection and I just wanted to highlight a couple of things that are on the program and they've always got some like weird wacky sexual stuff it's and it's always like, weird it's always great it's amazing so they've got a fire engine red pig-like car with an 11 meter protruding tongue that's yeah cool a giant pair of pink neon lit underpants with a soundtrack of Shanghai love songs a dusty minivan that breathes an installation of 1,500 knitted strawberries. Yeah, there's always something creepy and crazy and cool and weird. Yeah, it's it's really good. And there's a great dumpling little tea house down the bottom of the gallery. And it's on till January. So you've got months and months and months. Fantastic. Enjoy. What about your Fast Five, Sophie? My Fast Five. Okay, first one was an impulse purchase I made the other day because I realized I had lost my fancy natural concealer somewhere in Europe and did not realize at the time. So I purchased, I spent a Priceline, my favorite place, and I picked up the Models Prefer Argan Infusion Concealer. It was like $9.99. It's just like in a tube, really simple. I just tested the consistency. I was like, that seems fine. I just need this for this wedding. And I love it. I totally love it. What's really nice about it is it's quite sheer, but it's really buildable. It doesn't crease. So you can put on, I've got like a little bit of pigmentation under my eyes that I'm self-conscious about. So I can put on just like a light layer to kind of brighten the whole area up because I'm always tired and have dark circles. And then you can just dab more onto the areas you need more and just blend it in. And yeah, it's great. It kind of like sinks in, sets really nicely. It doesn't crease. And it was $10. Which That's is so good. such a bargain. I've not found a concealer that doesn't crease. No, it's magical. I think and I just have creasy eyes. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's what my yeah, life I have is. creasy eyes thanks to the <laughs> extreme sun exposure we've experienced living in Australia. But I think because it has, I assume by the name, having not read anything else about it, that it has argan oil in it. It's mm-hmm. argan infusion. So it's a really beautiful, lightweight consistency. So that is the model's prefer argan infusion concealer. Okay, so the second recommendation I have is a great time killer if you're trying to procrastinate on anything it's the passerbyers website Mm. much like this podcast which is all about getting real recommendations from people that you 
apparently trust. Thanks for trusting us. The premise of this website is that they're real recommendations from real people. They have these amazing like interviews with just cool, interesting, creative women. Most of them are based in um, New York, Los Angeles, and they've got a few from London or Paris, but it is like a US-based site. Um, and so they'll interview the person. They'll sort of do a little tour of their home. They'll get them to share their last Google search or a playlist that they're really liking with like five songs. They'll share like what are five books that have wrecked. They're like finding really inspirational, like cool. all that kind of thing. Their morning routines, some of their favorite things in their uh, neighborhoods to stuff about their life and their work I just find it's like really interesting you know those like the three o'clock in the afternoon when you're procrastinating on a task you don't want to do and you just don't want to check Instagram or check Facebook again it's a really nice little source of inspiration hmm. you can always find something interesting in there number three I read about this ingredient in skincare on the cut as part of New York magazine that's called Bakuchiol, I may be butchering the name of that, but basically they described it as nature's retinol. If you are not over 30, you might not know of retinol. It's the only active skincare ingredient that's been proven to stimulate collagen production and can decrease the appearance of wrinkles. The negative side effect of retinol is it makes you more sun sensitive, which is a real thing in Australia in summer. Like it's already pretty insane out there. You don't want to necessarily increase your skin sensitivity to the sun. And it can also be quite harsh if you have sensitive skin. You often have to build up to like higher consistencies of it. But this ingredient, Bacuchiol, is apparently way more gentle, has been proven in clinical studies to have similar effects as retinol does in terms of stimulating collagen production and helping with like skin texture and wrinkles, but doesn't have this, the sun sensitivity that retinol does. So oh, I picked great. up, I was Googling that. I read that and I was like, okay. I'm interested. I want to fix my face. <laughs> Where can I, what can I buy? And I found, I think you actually recommended a product by these guys, Bybee Beauty. Oh yeah. They're a natural beauty brand that is stocked in Sephora in Australia. I'm not sure where it's stocked elsewhere, but I'll try and find a link for you guys. And I got their Bakuchiol serum, which is literally just squalane, which is like olive oil and the Bakuchiol active ingredient. Wait, squalane is like olive oil? Yeah. It's from olives? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It can also be from sharks but you, you want the vegan one <laughs> I recommend it could also be from sharks <laughs> I'm pretty sure I might be misspeaking but I'm pretty sure and though I like snails on my face I feel sorry for the sharks so I'm leaving them alone um but yeah so it's just that's all it is um so quite simple and I put a few drops of it in my other face oil that I still use the living libations one and just press it all over my face I'm using it twice a day Feel like it's making some difference yeah you do look very smooth oh thank you so guys it works the review <laughs> double-sided me from using it sophie from watching my face change All um creasy eyes over here <laughs> get on the bakuchiol so that's the bybee beauty bakuchiol serum it's about 29 australian dollars from sephora number four this is another recipe and it's by one of our favorite recipe writers alison roman so this is for her poached fish and tomato broth recipe Part of the reason I wanted to talk about it is because it's just not something I would ever normally cook. It's just yeah, not... poached fish. I'm yeah, like, mm. doesn't sound appealing. She gets you to pick a firm white fleshed fish. She recommends like cod. It's not really something you can get easily here. I used blue eye trevala. Um, obviously, try and find sustainably sourced fish. You can download an app that can help you find a good sustainable option. But you want quite a thick cut fish, skin off. You just make this delicious garlic and shallot oil. You fry them up in some olive oil. Take that out, and then you 
cook down cherry tomatoes until they're kind of jammy and soft throw in some water and then you just put the fish in poach it for like six minutes it takes no time at all and then at the very end you add a tiny bit of fish sauce and a little bit of lime juice put the fish in the bowl top it with the broth put the shallot chili garlic oil and the actual shallots and chili that you fried on top and then top it with some mint and coriander yum that's so really fresh and yummy yeah really lovely really easy that is Alison roman poached fish and tomato broth it's available on the new york times website i'll put a link into the youtube rundown of it so my final one is an artist kirsten sims so she is this amazing artist she is based in cape town in south africa she was showing at the sydney contemporary and the reason i love her work is it's kind of a really loose illustrative style i can imagine a children's book being illustrated by her work not because it's childish but just because there's some kind of really dreamy fantastical element about it they all look like you know when you have a really nice dream and you wake up from it and those images kind of stay in your brain and it leaves you in a really good mood? Yep. That's what her paintings remind me of. Mm, that's a great She just really captures this kind of beautiful, slightly surreal, and that's why I say children's book, kind of whimsical, but they're just absolutely gorgeous. And I think the thing I love about them is you look at them on Instagram, they look kind of cute and whimsical and small but she paints them on a massive scale so they're like one and a half meters wide or two wow. meters wide by a meter wide which something about changing the scale of that just kind of changes the whole feel of it but if you're also trying to make instagram a more positive place to be a little bit less toxic i recommend following more artists and i really recommend following this one so that's kirsten sims oh my god we're done they were not fast there was five though <laughs> we're done <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another roller coaster episode of Highly Enthused. Thank you for staying with us if you have. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors Yulies and DRNKS.com. Please email us highlyenthused at gmail.com and sign up to our newsletter for all the links that are mentioned in this episode, highlyenthused.substack.com. And if you, you know, still want to hang out on Instagram with us, you can find us at Highly Enthused on Instagram. Send us some more recommendations. We always love them. See you next week. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Oh, she did it. She's saying. <laughs> <laughs>